Self Boot Camp Podcast. We are back again. We are three Canadians and one American, psychologists and therapists here to serve you cutting edge mental health knowledge. I am Ryan House from California. I'm Chris Boyd from uh, Vancouver. I'm Brooke Lewis from Vancouver, Canada. And I am Joanna Boyd from Vancouver, Canada. Fantastic. Great to see you guys again. Great to be here. We, uh, gosh, this is now our sixth podcast. Can you believe that? Nope. Sixth episode. It's amazing. And we're very happy to be uh, spreading out. We, we, We have listeners now in the United States and and several places in Canada. Really want to get some listeners in none of it. Is that right? Yes. If you guys know someone in none of it, we'd love to get some people up there. Um, We have a listener in Singapore. What do you know? We're just spreading like wildfire. It's kind of fun. Uh, As always, if you guys have a, a question or if you have a comment or if you would like us to talk about a certain topic or anything like that, please just email us at info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com and let us know. We are eager to hear your input. So how are you guys doing this week? Good. I'm a little fatigued today. Oh, yeah? Uh-oh. Yes. So I did, uh, I, I pulled a Chris. So sometimes Chris loads his days with clients and then one or two cancel out and you're good to go. But mine did not cancel out. So I did seven in a row today. Mm. No breaks, and that was fatiguing, but that's yeah. okay. So, so Brooke is currently delirious right now. <laughs> a little bit zapped. Good thing it's your week for the ambush. I know. Yes, that's busy. That's busy. Tell me, how do you, when you're seeing seven people back to back like that, and do you do you do 50-minute sessions or 45, or how do you do that? Yeah, we do 50s. 50s. Then you got that 10 minutes, that, that sweet little 10 minutes there to take care of business, whatever you've got to take care of. How do you, how do you take care of yourself during a back-to-back day like that? This is for That's all you guys. Question. So yeah. for me, I, uh, I had to prep sort of ahead of time. So last night I started thinking about what snacks I could have in between clients. Sure. You can't, you don't have time to actually go have lunch. So and I and have how, how did that work out? Bananas, yeah. <laughs> I had a banana and some crackers. I was going to go to the store and get mixed nuts, and I didn't do that. So by the time I was done at seven, I was pretty starving, but um, that's okay. So that worked. And then I take the opportunity if a client's able to start early, five minutes early or whatnot, I'll do that. So my next break is just five minutes longer Got to it. give me a bit more time, getting up yes. to make sure I like stand up and walk, get fresh water that kind of stuff. But I had to pace my water. It's kind of like a dog. When you leave them at home, they don't drink water until you come home so that they don't have to pee. I felt like I was doing that today. I was like, I'm not going to drink too much water because I don't have time for the bathroom. Dogs, <laughs> dogs will do that. They, they think through that or have an instinct about that. Yeah. Once they get a little bit older, they figure that out that when you leave, nobody's there to let them out. So they won't drink water. So if you've been a few hours and you come back, all of a sudden they'll go to the water bowl and drink a bunch. Oh my gosh. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for my dog to get to that point. That's excellent. What about you other guys? You Boyd people. What do you guys do on a long, busy day? 
for self-care, do you know? Uh, yeah, I just try to stand up or uh, just walk around, if get some water uh, when I can. I think if I have a bit of a tiny break, I like to usually maybe watch something kind of light, like zone out a bit. So I like to maybe look up something on YouTube. Chris has caught me a few times. He'll walk into my office and I'll be watching a random video and he's like, good thing you're doing your notes. And I'll be like, I just need some time. I just need a break. <laughs> uh, so I'm not very, yeah. My breaks usually consist of eating quickly or uh, watching, hatching up on Netflix or watching a random YouTube video. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so for me, along the same lines, um, usually something that does not involve too much cognitive uh, focusing. So maybe looking at uh, real estate just for fun um, or oh. trying to find unique treasures on Craigslist or have a bit of extra time, go for a walk, um, which is, of course, the obvious one. It's movement and share. Um, yeah, does it brain good. What about you, Ryan? Um, at, when I'm at my most ambitious, I, I, will, I will squeeze in the seven-minute workout. Are you guys familiar with the seven-minute workout? No. There's just you this, do tell. It's just uh, you can get it get downloaded on an app or find it on YouTube or something. But it's just it's seven minutes of like several different exercises. It's more than seven exercises, maybe 14 exercises even. Um, maybe not that many, maybe 10 exercises or so. But just intense exercises. So it's like squats, push-ups uh planking uh high knees that sort of thing seven minutes you get a good workout your heart rate goes way up and it feels great Ooh, um, so you wow. can do that in your like office clothes yeah you can yeah it's not all that vigorous you know it's just just moving around get the, some, blood some, flowing. get the blood flowing yeah. and again that's when i'm at my most ambitious usually it's go to the bathroom grab a snack check my email uh, stand up and walk around for a minute, and that's about it. Yeah, you got to be careful with those squats and uh, dress pants, right? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I wouldn't want to split my my pants in the rear or something like that, right? <laughs> no, that's that's not even necessary these days because I haven't worn pants in I think about five months, so it's not a problem. It's always shorts all the time for me. Uh, well, cool. Well, look, good to hear you guys are taking care of yourself between clients on those busy days. Good for the clients. Good for you. Um, well, we do have this ambush coming up and I know Brooke has put a lot of thought and energy into it. Yep. I decided it today, halfway between the clients. I don't know, client three and four, two. Oh boy. Three? Okay. Well, I'm waiting for your Ready? text. Sent. Yeah, we, we try to get some clues today, Ryan. We're, but uh, it was Fort Knox. She wouldn't uh, give us any clues at all. It's Is because that... I didn't have a topic yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you were trying to, you're trying to figure it out, and she okay, she didn't have one. Okay, well, let's see what she's got right now. I've got it now. It says, let's talk. Oh. You know what, before I even get into that, I think I would like to mention for people who are, are new listeners, maybe new listeners from none of it or from Singapore or from wherever, the ambush is the special part of the uh, bootcamp podcast where one person comes up with a talk, topic, the other three of us don't know what it is. And 
we just get ambushed. We have to we have to talk about this topic off the cuff, no planning, no preparation, um, which I think is fitting because therapy sessions work like that. We don't know what the client's going to bring up, and we have to be prepared. Got to be on our toes. So let's see how well we can handle this topic from Brooke. Here it is. Let's talk sleep and sleep hygiene. What is your go-to for sleep education? Any tips for achieving a restful slumber? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like an extension of like, one of the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I felt like it was a good one. General knowledge that pretty much anyone can benefit from. It's so important and I'm sure we all have a lot of information or go-tos when it comes to sleep hygiene that we talk to our clients about. So very practical knowledge to, about to come here. Yes, this is practical knowledge. And honestly, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but in my, in my time, in my COVID time, I have talked more about sleep with clients than I think ever before. Um, people who are, are, are awake because of like anxiety, you know, they're, they're running through things in their head, they're having a hard time falling asleep, or they wake up thinking about things, worrying about things, or people just having a hard time because they're at home all the time, and, and there's something weird about being in the same space all the time, and they feel like they're having a hard time winding down. Uh, or the oddest thing, and I've even experienced some of this, more so than ever in the past, is waking up really early. <laughs> I've woken up very early, you know, with the sun or earlier, and have a hard time falling back asleep because I, I don't know why, because there's something going on with, uh, with time and with uh, isolation. Have you guys noticed any of that? Yeah, for sure. Like sleep is uh, one of those tedious things, right? We talked a bit about this before in, in self-care that um, when you try really hard to fall asleep, what's likely gonna happen? You're, you're not gonna fall asleep, right? So especially, when it comes to the maybe the increase in terms of anxiety. So when things are kind of calm and quiet, that's where the mind tends to take over a bit. And uh, so there's lots of things to ponder right now with, with COVID and, and um, obviously jobs and the ripple effect, I guess, of what's been happening over the past several months. So, but I, uh, it's actually a great topic because sometimes I feel I don't emphasize it enough because um, the impact of it is, is so drastic, right? If you're having a horrible sleep, it's going to impact your mental health in, in pretty drastic ways. Yes. Uh, for, for new listeners, uh, I'll invite you to go back and listen to episode one where we're talking about kind of the pillars of, of mental health and, uh, and sleep was one of them. We covered some of these topics there, but we're happy to go over them again. Um, and we were, we were debating, I don't know if you guys recall, we were debating that time whether sleep, exercise, or nutrition were kind of the biggest the, had the biggest impact on mental health and uh i think we landed on well we were kind of split but we landed on nutrition i think uh but sleep is major sleep influences everything that you do if you think about it if you're not rested you will have a hard time functioning in all other areas of your life and maybe not even able to do some of the other healthy things that you would do for self-care yeah and i've uh i work with clients who've been in accidents car accidents or work-related accidents and physical pain is is a constant for some of these people right so uh, whenever sometimes they only sleep for short amounts of time and they're up right trying to deal with uh with that discomfort um, but yeah an awful sleep will lead to you know, more irritability 
and our, our minds are working the way it's supposed to, right? So it will, uh, yeah, impact uh, your ability to engage in your day. So true. So true. Okay, so so let's go through this. We understand that sleep is important, but uh, but let's go to kind of our as as Brooke was asking, what are your go to? What's your go to for sleep education? What are kind of some of the main points that you uh, you like to share with people? Maybe some resources, um, kind of thoughts and ideas to help people with sleep. Um, I definitely, I think, like you said, Chris, I don't, I agree. I think I could emphasize that a lot more. I think whenever I check in with a client or get to know a client, I definitely go over sleep, just like with how's your nutrition, how's your daily movement, et cetera. Um, but it's, it's just, I really emphasize the importance of it and how it really ripples out to, um, other aspects of your health, um, mental health, physical health. Um, I like to talk to clients just about, how to boost their, I guess, hygiene. So um, I don't really, maybe others have actual uh, resources to share. I just more kind of talk a little bit about um, some things they can do, but it's about kind of the environment as well as some habits they have kind of combining the two. So we would go over in more detail what their, their bedroom environment would look like in addition to uh, some of the habits they could do to help themselves create a good routine. So we could always go into those a little bit more later, but um, those are kind of things I initially go over succinctly, but I'd love to hear about some actual resources or things for clients to read that anyone else might have. Yeah. I often ask a client, um, so when it comes to sleep, if you have issues sleeping, is it because you don't physically feel tired or is it because you can't turn your mind off? And I would mm -hmm. say 80 to 90% of the time I say it's because they can't turn their minds off. Right. Because I think, um, the strategies that we would discuss are kind of focused on whether it's more physical. Like sometimes people, um, they're working out too close to bed or they're working kind of late and they, they kind of, it takes a while to wind down, right? So that would be more, we'd be more focused on wind down activities. So um, instead of delving into, uh, you know, a video game or whatever it might be, maybe it's more of uh, um, something a little more relaxing, right? Uh, it could be a, a stunning bath with uh, Epsom salts and Get some, some candles. candles. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, reading a book. Uh, it could be practicing, practicing some mindfulness meditation, right? Um, in terms of the mind, like, it's, you know, I often encourage uh, clients to take some time during the day to do some writing or just more, get the, you know, if there is something on your mind, then have that moment of catharsis. Uh, try to process it. Um, and then later on that night, maybe it's, um, you know, just trying to refocus or redirect your mind to something a little more monotonous and boring. So, you know, you can always, uh, count sheep. Counting sheep is actually based on a lot of research. Unless you're a farmer or really, really have a thing for sheep, it should be a pretty boring activity to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes people count up or count down or, or, you know, body scans like back to the mindfulness techniques, um, but recognizing when you're distracted by a thought and then just trying to bring yourself back into the moment or, or something that does not have a strong emotional connection to your, your life. Um, Those are great. So, so you're saying that people who have a thing for sheep, this might not be so effective, right? That's, like, that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you yeah. know, some people like sheep, you know, they have stuffed animals, they've got, uh, you know, 
pictures of sheep on their wall, something like that, right? So that oh, would, might sure. not work for them. Maybe they'd have to count water buffaloes or something like that. All right. <laughs> something a little. One. <laughs> <You're right>. Two. <laughs> It'd be a bit slow, mo slow moving. <laughs> that is true. Um, these are, this is great stuff. I, I tend to go towards some more um, pragmatic stuff when it comes to sleep more. I mean, you're talking about stuff in the moment, which I think is fantastic, but I like to step back a little bit with clients and take a look at some of the, uh, the other factors, um, the organic factors you might say, but uh, th there's a great book that I read a little while ago called Why We Sleep, um, which is uh, Matthew Walker is the name of the author. And it's, it was really well done. It talks a lot about sleep and some about dreams as well, but it's, it really breaks it down to some of the, the other factors that we don't consider. One, a big one being caffeine. And we all love our caffeine, but as people have done research on caffeine, what, what come to realize is that the half-life of caffeine is 12 hours. So if you have a cup of coffee at, you know, a nice strong cup of coffee at noon, then at midnight, half of that caffeine is still in your body. And kind of no wonder you're going to have a hard time falling asleep if you have uh, a lot of caffeine still in your system, right? And then, but then of course it's cyclical. So then you can't fall asleep maybe at midnight as much as, as well as, as quickly as you'd like to. You fall asleep at 1.30 or 2 and then you got to wake up at 7 the next day and then you're tired. So you start slamming more caffeine um, to wake yourself up. And then that, that problem, you know, continues. Then you have all this caffeine in your body and you have a hard time going to sleep. So really I like to talk to clients about, let's be realistic about how much caffeine you're really having during the day. Um, and let's take a look at, you know, whether or not it's okay to cut that down. Can you go decaf? Can you go half calf? <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, because oftentimes the, uh, they're not even aware of the fact that, you know, some people say, well, I, I don't have a coffee after 2 PM or 4 PM mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, there's still a lot of caffeine in your body if you're trying to sleep at that point. Um, are you going to say something, Chris? No? You're just coughing? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, so, so caffeine is a big one. I want to check out with people's caffeine levels. The other is alcohol, which mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, another major contributor. So alcohol is a depressant. Um, some people say I need to have a couple drinks in order to get to bed at night. I can understand that. But the, the issue is when, whenever you take a drug, the body responds pretty strongly to it. And then you're, there's a rebound effect, right? So when you, if you have a couple of drinks, yeah, it might be depressant for a while, but then the body responds by boosting you up a little bit. And that's, that's when people wake up in the middle of the night, they have a hard time uh, staying asleep, something like that. Um, you know, and so caffeine, you know, can keep you awake and then you're really groggy the next day. So it's like this, there's all this, this yin and yang with, with drug effects. So, uh, and the, the worst is when people get into the pattern of, I'm going to slam myself with a bunch of caffeine all day long. Then I'm going to hammer myself with a bunch of alcohol at night to get to bed. And then I wake up in the morning feeling horrible and have to slam the caffeine again. And if you or take, take a nap. 
or take a nap. And that's the other thing I ask people about is how much napping are they doing? Mm -hmm. And, and there's, there's, there's a lot of evidence out there that suggests that a, a 15 minute nap is uh, can be good for you. It can be good for the system, help you to, to relax and reset. But some people nap for two hours in the middle of the day and that is totally going to throw off your sleep cycle. Um, not helpful for you. And so you really have to limit the nap time actually to make it pretty minimal uh, in order for you to still maintain a good sleep hygiene. So there's all the things I'd look at. I'm looking at all those kind of biological things as well. All very good. Yeah, I agree. I, I look at those as well, the, mm -hmm. especially chemicals, caffeine and alcohol and, and behavior. So what does your bedtime routine look like is going to really look at your sleep, right? So I talk a lot to my clients about sleep. It sounds like maybe a little bit more than uh, some of you or maybe even all of you, but I emphasize it. We spend at least one session just talking about sleep for mm -hmm. most clients and it just naturally kind of goes there eventually um, just to stabilize it. And, and then sometimes we have sleep goals. So setting up a sleep routine. So we talk about conditioning and how that works. So looking at what are you, what activities are you doing in your bedroom, all of the, that kind of behavioral stuff. Um, and we actually, which clients seem to really like, we talk about sleep cycles and the different stages of sleep and kind of what happens there and sleep paralysis and coming out of sleep paralysis. And that's when you're waking up because you're in light sleep and you need to move around and that's fine. And it's not necessarily disruptive or going to have a negative impact on your day. Um, so they seem to really, really appreciate that part. And then earlier, Ryan, you asked about uh, COVID and sleep, and I haven't seen it too much in my clients, but more recently, because I have a lot of clients that will be returning to school. So in Vancouver, Canada, they start school September 10th is their first day. Um, so a lot of teenagers now are like, I need to get ready. So now we're doing sleep training, essentially on their own. So they've been going to bed at 2 or 3 a.m., getting up at... 10 or 11 or 12. And so for the past month, for a handful of them, we've been working on every five days, moving their, their bedtime and their wake up time by 15 minutes. So oh. that by the time school comes, they may not be right there, but they're going to be closer to the time they need to wake up. Otherwise you're going to go through like a jet lag effect. If you oh. have to abruptly change your sleep cycle, you're essentially experiencing jet lag, hmm. self-induced jet lag. And it's going to throw off your whole circadian system, right? So, um, yeah. So I talk a lot about circadian system, the rhythm and sleep cycles and classical conditioning. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm curious, um, melatonin is a natural supplement. Um, does anyone encourage clients to explore taking melatonin or what's your experience of, with that? I've certainly had some clients, uh, try that out and they found it kind of helpful. You know, it, they feel that melatonin helps you kind of get to that sort of drowsiness sort of phase, you know, within uh, 30 minutes or so, like you take that and you kind of start to feel that, you know, maybe that first yawn. Um, it, it doesn't have a big effect on keeping you asleep or, um, you know, longevity of sleep, but it helps you to kind of initiate sleep. That's, that's what I've heard from, from some of the reports from my clients. How about you guys? You guys heard anything from that? I know, like if clients talk about having trouble with sleep, I usually check in to see if there's if they're taking melatonin or any over the counter mm -hmm. things, and they'll be like, 
yeah, try that or I've tried it, but I've become tolerant to it or it just doesn't do the trick anymore. Um, so they tend to ask about other things that I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I don't really, I can't suggest anything that way, but it seems to be a common thing or at least it's known about. Um, so I will suggest it, but I also, I'm not well versed in all, you know, suggesting yeah. any other things in terms of, um, yeah, supplements or whatnot. Yeah, I agree. I don't, um, recommend or really bring, I say, consult with your doctor. There are mm -hmm. options out there if that's the route that you want to take. But we also, again, for the education part, talk about how sleep medication, we really want to use it in short term anyway. Mm -hmm. So we want that to aid us in our behavior change so that we can come off the medication in two weeks and your sleep is okay. Yeah. We want that's this to be a short term strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another, another big part of this, this, uh, why we sleep book is, uh, I believe if I recall correctly, he was, he was pretty against, uh, sleep medication unless absolutely necessary because it really does, it, it has some, some detrimental effects. You can become dependent on it pretty quickly. And, and once you become dependent on a sleep medication, then coming off of it means you're going to have a hard time sleeping, right? It's or a hard time falling asleep. And uh, this makes people feel more inclined to go back to it. Um, and the quality of sleep is not great. Just, just like with alcohol, the quality of sleep is not great when you're on uh, a sleeping medication because um, you're kind of bypassing a lot of the, the deep sleep. It's just sort of a light sleep that you're kind of knocked out and just kind of in a light sleep for several hours. Mm -hmm. And not getting a lot of the good REM sleep or the good deep sleep. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too with the not getting into that stage four or stage five sleep. Um, there's a great app out there. I'm sure there's many of them, but called Sleep Cycle. So mm. the way it works is you put the uh, your phone face down on the mattress and it measures movement on the mattress. So when you're in those deeper sleep <clears throat> sleep stages, the body goes through a state of paralysis, right? Um, and it's actually studied and there's quite a bit of research to back the, these, uh, these, these apps. Um, so it's intriguing for, for someone to gain some awareness in terms of their quality of sleep. And are they getting into those deeper stages or is it more of that shallow um, sleep that's, that's happening? Totally. Mm -hmm. my, my Fitbit gives me pretty good sleep data and uh, that's been kind of nice too. Okay. And I think, a lot, I think Apple watches do that too. But uh, yeah, technology is great when it comes to that these days. We can really tell a lot when it comes to our sleep. And in another way, though, technology is a whole other topic when it comes to sleep, because ah. if you talk to any parent who is a teenager, uh, technology comes up, right? Time on screens, having their phones. And I'm guilty of also being on my phone until late. So I, I do my best to talk to clients. Uh, I'm not good with practicing mm -hmm. what I preach when it comes to that at times. The whole try to get off screens an hour before bed. Um, you know, do your best if you're on screens to make it the darker kind of, um, take away the, what it would it be? Just make it on a nighttime mode. So it's less blue light and whatnot, but that's a whole other topic. Uh, oh yes. It's an important topic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be selling mm -hmm. out my kid here, but one of my kids earlier this summer, uh, confessed that, uh, he had taken, uh, an iPad our family iPad to bed to watch some some uh, YouTube gaming videos, 
I'd stayed up until 1 a.m. doing that. Damn it. I know. I know. I was like, I have failed as a parent. What have I done? Ah. Oh, but that's, uh, and I understand the allure of that. That's kind of fun. But, you know, needless to say, a little groggy the next day. Oh, a little difficulty yeah. uh, getting going. So, yes. That's a common thing there, I think, Ryan. Kids kind of, it's not unheard of sneaking that the stuff late at night or. Nope. No. Yeah, you talked about it. Yeah, I was, charging. I was, yep. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I was just going to say, yes, I was glad that after he was caught red handed, he did fess up to it. That was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> had, a, uh, had a client, uh, a teenager as well. Uh, found a book that kind of is around the same dimensions as her iPad. So she got the sleeve of the book and put it around her iPad. She's like, okay, go on to bed now. I'm just going to go read my book. And she was up late um, um, watching videos and playing games and stuff. So it does happen. A lot of creativity out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I can I can understand that. I mean, I was I was the kid who was up late at night reading a book with the flashlight under the covers, you know. But if I had a... a television in my hands oh my gosh that would be so much more appealing you know yeah and it wasn't black and white that'd be perfect <laughs> black and white yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the rabbit ears and the yeah. rotating thing yeah yeah um i'd like to okay so i'm gonna throw this out there and uh this is for my own personal experience i can't back this up with research but if i'm having a really 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 hard time falling asleep like I'm trying all these different techniques and it's just not working. Um, I may throw on a movie that I've seen many, 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 many times before. I'll make sure it's not the blue light, it's the softer light. And, and often, you know, I, I focus my mind just enough to follow, you know, just to pay attention to what's going on, but I don't need to focus too much because I know what's gonna happen, of course, right? So I swear sometimes it only takes five to 10 minutes and I'm, I'm out when I start these, these movies up. So it's a slippery slope and you don't want to become too reliant on that. But uh, on those really difficult nights when you're, the fixation and rumination is happening, it has actually helped me out. That's a great tip. I like that, Chris. Yeah. That's so, great. Um, okay, I just got to ask though, can I have just at least one example of one of those movies? That is that you've watched so many times you're kind of bored by it. You know, well, it's, I can't be bored by it. Like it's something that I, I do want to. Okay. So, so often it's nostalgia, and they're they're actually I think they're all cartoons or not cartoons but animated movies. So, uh, Wreck It Ralph is one of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I can throw that on, and be, before like probably a few minutes into it, I'm out. Um, Mega Mind is another one, mm. uh, and uh, Shrek, the first Shrek. One. So I throw those on and it's, um, yeah, it, it works, works Great. amazingly well, but again, slippery slope though. Um, so you don't want to do that or become too reliant on that every night. Right. That's great. And I think Chris, if, if people have the option or luxury of having a TV in the room, or I guess these days, I guess there's laptops and stuff to do that, but sure. I know you, you had a bad habit of falling. Not the, do you consider a bad habit? You'd fall asleep on the couch all the time. <laughs> watching movies and I'm like how is that a good sleep for you but then I think yeah. that works for you so I think some people it's just so different in that way right yeah it was back in the day when I lived at home as well I don't have a t I just have an iPad I don't have a tv but um I was watching hockey or Vancouver Canucks in the playoffs 
and I was down in the basement watching the game with my dad. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with your TV? It's streaky and it looked like it was burning out. And he looked over at me and said, well, someone would stay up all night leaving the TV on. So the thing is burning out on me. So it's about time, time for me to get a new TV. Whoops. It's unfortunate. Um, do you guys, do you two have any go-tos for yourself? I do have one I would love to share. I've got a, uh, a yellow pad sitting next to my, a legal pad sitting next to my bed. Um, and there are, it's, it's actually not this size, it's a lot smaller, but uh, a little, a little pad that I have there because there are a, a lot of times when I have these sort of fleeting thoughts of, oh, I need to remember to do this. It's like nighttime, these all kind of catch up to me. Oh, I got to remember to call this person or don't forget to send this to someone or, and I just have it there. I have a pen there. I jot it down and the act of writing it down for me is is very nice because it says, I don't need to keep remembering this. I don't need to keep a hold of this in my head anymore. It's here. I'll check it in the morning. That makes it feel a whole lot better for me. So that's a, that's, that's a big one for me. Empty out my brain on that piece of paper. And, you know, sometimes I'll be falling asleep. It'll be five minutes in and suddenly I'll wake up and go, oh, I can't remember to do, I can't forget to do this. I got to write it down, but it really helps out. So that's what I do. Joanna, do you have a go-to? For if I can't sleep? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, for me, it's, yeah, I, I tend to just lie there, honestly. Um, I've gotten into the unfortunate habit of checking my phone to see what time it is, and I try not to do that. Um, I'm not the, I don't get the best sleep, so I have a lot of different things going on, or um, I wake up a lot, or I tend to not get into full sleep cycle. So that's something I'm actually looking into a little bit. Uh, I went to a sleep lab overnight recently, but um, yeah, I tend to just lie there. I don't turn on the lights. I don't, um, yeah, I did for a while look at my phone, but yeah. I just try to, it doesn't take me too long, fortunately. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not up for too long, but. Mm. Yeah, it's good. So you're trying to be patient with it. And a very good point too, Joe, if like people are having issues with sleep then, often like going to a sleep lab or is, is, is key or, or um, doing testing to see if you're, um, what do they call it? When you're not breathing properly at nighttime. Sleep yeah. apnea. Sleep apnea. Yeah. That's extremely common, right? Yeah. So if it's, if it's not adding up and then uh, definitely worthwhile things to look into. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So that's, I don't have much to contribute there, but how about you, Brooke? Yeah, so uh, last night, actually, I was going down the rabbit hole of thoughts, just, you know, grabbing, getting in that spiral. But I caught myself, which is good. And then, um, so my first go-to is I actually do hand on heart. So I lie on my back, and I put my hand on my heart, and I'll put my other hand on top of my hand. If I need the, like last night, I felt like I needed that for extra pressure. But if not, you can put your other hand on your stomach, so you can feel your breath. And then when you put your hand on your heart, you think about positive memories or positive people in your life and you try to visualize that. And in doing that, it releases oxytocin into the body, which will shut down your cortisol and your stress hormones. And, uh, and it, like, it worked within five minutes last night. Oh, awesome. like, no problem. Wow. And it's right. right down. Um, and if that's not working, if hand on heart isn't working, I do get up and I get out of bed and I go sit in the living room with a lamp or just in the dark 
because there's street lights coming in anyways. Um, and I let my body cool off. I might cuddle with my dog, sit by an open window, um, that sort of thing, and just try and simmer down. And, and once I'm actually head bobbing and tired or long blinking, then I'll go back to bed. Head bobbing and long blinking. I love it. Yeah, I think it, it's good to hear the different, even the differences amongst us, because I think that speaks to there are different recommendations out there. There'll be some recommendations that say, don't like, yeah, don't turn on the light, don't get out of bed, stay in bed or, or get up out of bed or, you know, so I think it's, I don't know, is it kind of finding what works for you and, but trying it for a certain period of time because I, I fear with people who might even try self-care things are like, I tried it, it doesn't work. And I feel like with sleep, it takes a lot of patience and consistency um, in trying to rewire some different habits for yourself. Right. It's true. That's true. For sure. You know, uh, I'll have to add one more thing we haven't mentioned yet and it's kind of an innovative idea, but sometimes before I go to bed, I will read. <gasps> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is this reading? <laughs> I will read a book. Sometimes like a paper I'm book? Um, actually, or like on your phone. I've kind of I've kind of gone Kindle on that one. So I got the uh, the backlit Kindle thing, and I just will read a book for a while. And I find that to be kind of interesting. But uh, and I and I reread books all the time too. It's kind of like Chris with movies. I reread books a lot. So a lot of times the book I've read before kind of know where it's going, and uh, that really helps me to kind of you know zone out. That, that rapid eye movement right there happening when I'm reading it helps me to, to chill out and, and fall asleep. So, so Ryan, is there a correlation there, like uh, reading a new book versus a book that you've read before in terms of falling asleep? I, I don't, I'm not sure that there's a correlation there. I, I mean, I, okay. I enjoy, I enjoy new books, but uh, I guess in kind of a, it's really it's, I'm piggybacking on what you're saying. Like it's it's like a nostalgia yeah. thing. I like reading an old book because it kind of feels comfortable and you know easy. That's kind of fun. Well, guys, I think we covered a lot of ground here with this sleep stuff. This was fun. Um, are there any takeaways, Brooke? I mean, you asked the question. Is there anything that you would like to to say in summary of uh, for what we're saying about sleep here? Um, I would say sleep is important. And <laughs> fair enough. Yes. Very important. Um, and and trying to nail down your bedtime routine and sleep a sleep hygiene that works for you is highly recommended. And if you need to get some help with that, there are therapists or sleep labs or books Definitely. or lists online that you can look at to check Absolutely. out. Lots of tips out there. Tons of tips. Tons yeah. of places to look. Absolutely. Uh, all right. That's it for today. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on Podbean, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. We're every All right, so please do us a favor if you like what we're doing and uh, tell a friend about us because we've got to get to those all 50 states and, and all around Canada if we can. Uh, but thank you for listening. What, you have something to say, Chris? Yes, it is. Including someone up in none of it too yes if you know someone in none of it please let them know about the mental health podcast thank you very much you guys 
Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.